Hey, welcome to Exposed Conferences Season 2. I'm your host, Christina Danielle. Thank you for tuning into the podcast where we are going to be exposing the current trends, challenges, and the future of conferences. As well, I'll be having candid conversations with industry experts that will elevate your events and help you create partnerships that expand beyond the calendar year. I'm really happy to have you listening today. And I hope you benefit from today's episode as well as future episodes. On today's episode, we are speaking with Jefferson Davis, president of Competitive Edge. He's a leading trade show productivity expert who, for 29 years, has been helping show organizers get, keep, and grow exhibitors. His company provides advanced level sales training for show organizers, along with award-winning exhibitor communication and education programs. His client list reads like a who's who in the exposition industry. Hi, Jefferson. It's so great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Christina. Really excited to be here. Yeah, it's great connecting with you. For our listeners, Jefferson actually works with my exhibit and sponsorship team on our annual conference and exposition, helping us to grow our sales, our growth efforts. And I'm excited to have him share his thoughts today and tips for navigating the current event environment, specifically speaking to event planners who have a trade show component and addressing some of the issues you all are facing today when it comes to your exhibitors. So Jefferson, just to kick us off, you know, right now it's such a critical time in the event industry. A lot of our conference organizers and trade show managers are facing the decision to be canceled or some of them, their events have already been canceled. Can you kind of speak to us as far as like your expertise and what you've been seeing in the last month? Yeah, it's been quite a whirlwind, honestly. I know we were all together in Las Vegas at Expo Expo back in December, and a lot of the SHRM team was there too. Um, And wow, we were just on such a high and celebrating such a great year and looking forward to 2020, you know, a whole new decade, right, of just taking us even higher. And wow, the wheels just really um, fell off, started falling off there toward the end of February. Yeah, yeah, the industry is in all of us. You know, when you think of the eco-structure, trade shows, how important our industry is, not just our industry, but America and our entire economic structure. You know, I've often said that if trade shows were to disappear, that Las Vegas would shrink to a third of its size in about a year. And here we are on April 21st here, and the entire Las Vegas Strip is dark. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy times. And I don't know anybody who's not being affected uh, by this uh, pandemic. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting to see and to hear and to be talking with other event planners and organizers, just to kind of looking to what to do next and what is the next step and what is the right next step for uh, for each event, you know, because all of them vary. So some are being uh, making the decision to postpone while others had to cancel because this happened so abruptly. And it's such a tough decision to make, but ultimately, it's something that we don't really have control over right now. Right. Control is the key word, you know. As human beings, I think all of us, one of our core and primary needs is a sense of certainty. And everybody, you know, not just us in our industry, but worldwide, are Everything that was felt solid and certain to us has become very uncertain. And it's a challenge because when we move into a place of uncertainty, the primary emotion that gets triggered in most of us is fear. And fear 
while it serves us well in our survival mode, you know, there's a bear coming. Should I stand here and pet the bear or run and climb the tree? <laughs> That's a pretty easy choice, right? But the fear that is really permeating everybody right now is unprecedented and a major challenge because as human beings, there's only a few ways that we really respond to fear. We either go into fight mode, you know, let's put on the gloves and fight, or, you know, or we go to flight mode, let's run from the fear, or we go to hide mode. And, you know, it's kind of like we look for a, a safe uh, a cave to hide in until it passes. And I think we're all challenged and all confused in terms of how do we respond to this in this time of fear. And fear is a, you know, again, it'll save your life, but it's a disempowering state. And I think if we primarily make all of our decisions out of fear, it is very difficult to have clear thinking when we're in a place of fear. And so somehow, somehow, as it, each one of us individually, as an individual, as a family, as a neighborhood, as a community, as an industry, as a nation, as the world, right? We're going to have to find a way to gradually move from, from fear to courage and not blind courage, uh, not go out and be stupid and uh, you know, th throw caution to the wind and put ourselves and others in harm's way. But it's going to take courage to come back from this level of a shock, begin to reopen things. It's going to take courage to get our footing back under us. It's going to take courage uh, for our industry. And I really, um, I love the trade show industry. I've been in it 29 years. I, it's, it's an incredible industry. I tell everybody, if you ever get in the trade show industry, you're not going to leave it. But I've really come to realize how important our industry is as an economic generator for, for the nation. You know, the ripple effect when a show cancels, terminates completely. I mean, if you think about everyone touched from the airlines to the taxis, to the Uber, to the hotel, to the restaurant, to the bar, to the entertainment venue, to the convention center, to all the workers in the convention center, to the restaurants, to everybody, right? To the exhibitors, to the attendees, to the organizer. We have got to, as an industry, come together, I believe, in a spirit of solidarity and begin to fight our way out of this. Certainly, we have to adhere to you know, the guidelines of safety and everything. But, you know, one of the greatest research reports I read recently, which I shared on LinkedIn, was the McKinsey research on that the, that the great challenge of our time is saving lives and saving livelihoods. And I thought that was one of the most eloquent, most in-depth, most well-researched white papers I've read. I would encourage everybody, if you haven't read it, go to McKinsey Research, check out the research, you know, saving lives and livelihood. Right now, I feel like six weeks, seven weeks into this, we're still, you know, irrespective of the government stimulus package, 95% of the effort is still on saving lives, which lives are important. Hey, no one's going to argue that, right? But I tell you what, if you take away people's livelihoods for too long, things will get really interesting. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that report. I'll go ahead and put a link up for our listeners so that they can have quick access to it. You brought up a great point. It has such huge impact on a lot of other components of the industry and people that we work with and our vendors and our venues that we work with and the exhibitors, you know, the exhibitors are faced with 
with the same situation as our event attendees, where in respect to cancellation fees and airfare and hotel costs yeah. and, you know, all the fees that are uh, typically incurred by exhibiting at a trade show, you know, a lot of them uh, preparing to go to trade shows that were canceled a week, two weeks before, and they had already, yes. you know, yeah. um, paid for their booths and paid for all their material and their shipping and and so all those things. So definitely the impact, what has gone on, it has been pretty massive. Yeah. And, you know, when I sat and I thought about, um, I have so many customers in this industry on both the front end, the show, show organizer association and for-profit organizers and along with exhibitors. And as I really stepped back and began to think, I, I put them into these uh, groups, you know, so that first group which is really your late February, your March, and now we're seeing this as of now all the way into July, um, who, have can- who have completely terminated, uh, canceled their 2020 meeting. Um, you know, this is uncharted territory for them, you know. And, I mean, when you think about, you know, what, what the impact is, they, you know, they stand to lose most, if not all, of their 2020 event revenue. And for most associations, um, the annual expo, the annual meeting, profit from the annual meeting funds the operating budget for most associations anywhere from 40 to 80%. And, you know, from going to having the event and to having no event and no attendees and maybe no exhibitors, it's really brought a lot of questions and a lot of concerns. I mean, you know, right on the top of the list, you know, beyond dealing with insurance, you know, and will insurance cover if attendees have paid registration fees, exhibitors have paid deposits. So they're grappling with, are we going to have to refund all those? And, and, and if so, where's that money, right? How do we do that? Right. Uh, and individually, I've already seen several um, association uh, management level being um, either laid off or even just let go. And so you have the fear of, uh, of job security. Some are being asked to um, lower income. And so some of the major questions, I think, for an event who is canceled, you know, those are really systemic questions that have the ripple effect is devastating. But as we come out of this, I think one of the major questions are how do we retain some of the revenue that they had worked so hard to get, right? And then how do we, even going forward, how do we get our attendees back? How do we get our exhibitors back? And so for shows that have canceled, yeah, there's some real heavy concerns. I mean, they're going to probably be, even their 2021 event, they're probably going to be reducing their targets in terms of number of attendees, number of exhibitors. They're probably going to be, have less funding, less budgeting to execute the event. They're going to have to kind of try to do more with less. And that might be not only less budget, but also less staff. And um, so it's going to take um, really, you know, for for shows that have canceled, um, you know, they're going to have to like look at all this and, and, and go, how do we save our association or our organization by saving our event by getting our attendees and our exhibitors back, right? And trying to trying to reboot all of these up. So uh, shows that have canceled, my heart um, it breaks my heart every time I see an event that canceled. One more, you know, it's it's like the Queen song. Another one bites the dust, but it's 
it, but it's not a good song right now. <laughs> so. I know. And there's so many. Yeah, I just keep seeing the list grow and grow. And even for us, we're still um, facing whether or not to po- postpone or cancel our annual conference, which is in June. And we're holding tight to, you know, making that decision in a few weeks. But to kind of go to conversation we had before jumping on this call, how can we talk through some of some of the challenges that these conference planners are facing in regards to the different buckets that they're in, which you mentioned. Some of them are kind of in this first quarter where they've completely canceled their events. Some are making that decision now, and then some are further out in this year. Can you talk about some of like best practices or recommendations? Obviously, again, this is an unknown territory, but what have you seen done successfully in regards to people who are having to make those decisions? With, um, you know, and we'll try to go after these uh, maybe kind of one at a time because each one has a very unique set of questions and a unique set of challenges they're going to deal with. But I think for the events that have completely terminated the event, obviously they've got to, you know, try to communicate to all the stakeholders that really that we truly are all in this together and we have to work together and try to work together in a spirit of harmony to take care of each other when there's contracts in play you know for the most part if our system is going to work we have to honor our contracts you know that being said though you got to strike that balancing act so if you're a show organizer who terminated your event and you don't have a clear event termination clause in your exhibit contract. And believe it or not, I've seen several shows who don't have those. They really got blindsided by this. They've got to balance the need to retain the revenue to keep operating with the relationship with the exhibitor and the attendee who's given them money. And they've got to find ways to reach out in a, well, the contract says this, so we need to do that. That's not the way that we need to go about this. We got to go, hey, we're all in this together and we're all, at, so how do we work together? The triple win, really, it's more than a triple win. It's a quadruple win. It would be the show organizer, the attendees, the exhibitors, and all of the contractors around it that all have something to gain and something to lose here. So best practice number one is to don't make rash decisions. Think beyond um, next week's budget, next month's budget, and realize that we need to be in this for the long haul. One of my favorite mentors, Brian Tracy, years ago said something in my early 20s that highly influenced me. He said, you can tell how successful a person or an organization is going to be by the amount of time they take into consideration as they make their day-to-day decision. So if all we think about is, oh my God, we lost all this revenue from our show. How do we circle the wagons and get as much of that back? It becomes about self-protection, right? Then we're all going to lose. And so we've got to reach out to our attendees and figure how can we, if our attendees have paid registration fees, how can we still deliver value for them? right? Because they're facing a very unique set in each marketplace. They're facing unique set of circumstances for our exhibitors. How do we still deliver value for them, right? Because we still need we still need customers. We still need leads. We still need sales. We, we need all this. And, and so we've really got to kind of come from that place of we're in this together, maybe a little more collaboration and a little less command and control in terms of how Uh, we respond to this. But I think the main response is reach out and come from a place of empathy 
and really communicate that position that this is this is our industry, this is our show, and we are going to find a way to overcome this, and we're going to end up next year in a better place than we are. But we all need to work together now. And sacrifice, yeah. sacrifices made on all parts. I think that's an extremely important takeaway. You know, we've had so many companies, both big and small organizations, you know, companies that come to our event, come to us. And we're a 700, usually a 700 plus exhibit show. And fortunately, we, we've been able to transfer a lot of the funds over to 2021. But we have had some companies say, you know, we, we can't transfer the money or we request a full refund because we don't know where we're, where our company is going to be at yeah. in 2021. Yeah. And so making grace during this time, I think is extremely important yes. because there's a lot of companies who are in position of, they, they really don't know what's going to happen in the next several months. Sensitivity and grace and understanding that within your exhibitor base, the 80-20 rule usually holds true. So 20% of your exhibitors are going to be your large anchors, bellwethers, your sponsors. The other 80% are going to be those mid to smaller exhibitors. I feel like the large anchor bells and sponsors, you know, have the resources and for the most part will weather the storm. But I think it's with these mid-market and these smaller ones where the greatest risk lies for us as an industry. I think we're going to have to really, rather than have, here's the association policy on this, I almost think we got to slow it down and vet these on a case-by-case basis and really assess, you know, how important is this person to our, this company, to our attendees, to our association, to our show, and flexibility and, you know, will be important because, if we draw that hard line in the sand and we go, well, the contract says that if you don't cancel by this date, then 100% of the deposit is non-refundable. If we draw that line in the sand, Stephen Covey said it best. He talked about the relationship bank account. He said relationships are built on positive deposits, right, over time, right? But what he also came to um, understand is that one strong withdrawal, you can have a great relationship for 10, 20 years, and one major withdrawal can undo all the good. And and so we've got to really slow it down, take a look at these exhibitors on a case-by-case base, be careful about clinging to uh, higher authority, just kind of saying, well, our policy is this and that's how it is. Because it, I fear that if we damage the, the relationships in the short term, that the long-term ripple effect can be devastating. Yeah, absolutely. And people will definitely remember that. They'll remember... Mm-hmm how you responded to them during this time of crisis. And most people will, mem- will remember, you know, a positive. Yes. Then, and hopefully in each organizer can look at this, and this is the time to really lead in the industry. Yes. And again, there's obviously going to be cases where you might need to collect the money for whatever reason. Yes. But I, yeah. I do think it's important to remember that these are the people that you're trying to build partnerships with. And that if you do treat them in kindness and grace and, and have that sensitivity at this time, who knows, they could be some of your biggest investors in the years to come. You know, you really open an interesting door there. I've been saying for the last several years that in terms of the growth of our expositions in terms of the net square footage growth. I don't think it's going to come from our big anchor and our bellwether exhibitors. Honestly, 
I feel like most of them are already at the top of their spend. I feel like over the next three, five, seven years that most net square footage growth is, is going to come from the, the small and the medium sized companies. It's going to be the 10 by 10s that move into 10 by 20s. It'll be the 10 by 20s that move into 20 by 20s. And so I think that we've got to be very sensitive also as we look at the 80-20 rule, realizing that our, our top 20% that who spend the biggest money, they are the biggest spenders today, but the future revenue growth, I'm not sure it's going to come from them, honestly. I really don't believe it will. You know, I agree too. I, I think, you know, you never know, especially with a lot of these um, new startup companies too. You don't know how they're going to transition during this time. And for all you know, you could have a company out there who's you, who comes up with something brand new and then they're your next big investor. So let's talk a little bit about some of the fears, the concerns that some of the exhibitors might be grappling with and how you can assist them in some of those challenges. Okay. Yeah. When I, when I think about exhibitors, let me backtrack for a moment. I want to just touch a little more on shows that have either postponed or still have events coming up because you're asking, what do they really need to be thinking about? I think if you have a show that you've moved, say from May to September, whatever, or if you've got a third or a fourth quarter show that's still on the calendar, you're going to have to do more reselling with your exhibitors right now. Um, The exhibitors are going to be they're going to have two primary fears. Uh, The first primary fear, which we all have, is safety. Will it be safe for us to venture back out? It feels like we're living in caves right now. <laughs> we're all in our huddled in our own little sheltering in place in our own little caves. But you know, we got to venture out of the cave. Will it be safe to venture out? Can I venture out to the event? And can I really execute an exhibit that is safe for my, me and my team and for my, the attendees, the people that visit my booth? So I think we have that concern. And the second one, which is really going to be the fly in the ointment for a lot of shows is um, the exhibitors are going to be concerned about attendance, reduced attendance. And so I think show organizers are going to have to be a little more transparent uh, in terms of who they're promoting to, how they're promoting to, what they're doing to allay attendees' fears, be part of it, you know, because we've always known that, right? If you have enough attendees, exhibitors will follow. Um, and yet, we're stepping into this new paradigm here right now with all of the uh, uncertainty that I, 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 I wonder if that long-held belief is still going to hold. I think uh, there's going to be more pressure on the show organizer to prove and convince that we're going to have enough attendees at the event to make it worth your while. I think show organizers will have to be getting very explicit with exhibitors and attendees about the safety, you know, what they're doing to ensure that the venue and everything from the hotels and everything is safety. So it's two big concerns. It's safety. Is it safe to venture out of the cave or will the lion or the T-Rex get me? (laughs) Right. And then, is it worthy of venturing out of the cave in terms of will there be enough attendees there to kind of make it worth my while? And so I think transparency on the promotional plan, more frequent updating on pre-registration, more demographic breakdowns of who who's attending, right? I, because what I worry about with 
shows that are have postponed and moved into the fall and, and those that are still scheduled in the third and fourth quarter is some exhibitors. You know, the budgeting rule of thumb for an exhibit as a starting point is floor space times three. So if you're in a show and the single booth space cost is 5500 then you can pretty accurately estimate that a single space exhibitor ballpark, the total investment is going to be 5,500 times three, around 17,000. And some of these exhibitors will look at that. And if they're not convinced that it's safe to come back out of my cave and that there will be enough attendees there to make it worth my while, sadly, I fear there will be many that will be willing to forfeit a deposit, right? And just say, oh yeah, no, fine. I'm 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 fine with letting go of the fifty five hundred because I'm not willing to risk the additional twelve, thirteen thousand I'm gonna have to spend to execute the event. And so uh yeah, yeah. I mean that's really like when you ask me about exhibitors, right? So with organizers, I think safety and Yes, there will be enough of the right people there for you. Two major, major rocks that we're, that we're going to have to be very diligent and, and better to over-communicate than under-communicate on this. And then second for the exhibitor now, when you get into the exhibitor, you know, you're going to be, you know, the things that I feel there's going to be some anxiety, there's going to be some concern, and there's going to be those who, you know, the, the, the glass is always half full who are in that place of optimism and want to get back out there and do their part. But I think the big questions in the exhibitor's mind will be, will it be safe to go? go? They may question, do we really need to do this at all right now? Can we do this virtually? Which that's a whole other sidebar we can go down on virtual exhibits. Senior management support. Will senior management still support the marketing team in continuing to exhibit? Will they have money? Will budgets be frozen or cut. I, I think there's going to be fears from exhibitors that, that, okay, if I do go and I pay the same cost of entrance and there's less overall attendance, this sense of, am I paying a lot for less? Downsizing, we're going to see exhibitors that are moved down and they're going to have to grapple very quickly with how do they move. Maybe they were in a 30 by 30 space and they've dropped into it and they, they've moved into a 10 by 30. Right, So they're going to have to be able to pivot in terms of how do they completely move their exhibit around. I think they're going to look to the show organizer for, for more transparency, uh, more support, probably than ever before. Absolutely. I think communication is going to be extremely important and transparency, as you said, as well. People are going to be wanting to know when decisions are being made, how many people are coming, like keeping a top of what's happening on the planner side mm-hmm. so that they can be informed to make the the best decisions for them. I know for us, we have, you know, several conferences in the fall that we're still, again, moving forward with at this time. And, you know, I had been in talks with some new sponsors and, and one returning sponsor, and they recently came back and said, you know, at this time, we really don't know what we're going to do. So we have to put this on hold. Yeah. And so yeah. I do think that's going to be, again, just me continuing to kind of keep them in the know of what what we're seeing on our end so that they can also make a decision. Obviously, what goes on in their industry is going to be separate from what we're doing, but at least if I can keep them informed of the event and and some of the planning, hopefully it'll help them to also 
present that to their to their teams and make the best decision um, whether or not to participate. Yeah, you know, I love the word you used earlier, grace, communicating with grace. So I think another key word right now would be transparency, and I would add a third patience. Our industry is so date-driven. I mean, I've been in it 29 years now, and I feel like I've been in it 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're constantly going, you know, it's never... Right, right. I mean, you know, and and yet there's days when I feel like I've been in it 100 years. (laughs) (laughs) That too. (laughs) But but, but we are such a date-driven industry Everything works on very specific timelines. And I think what's going to change over these next few months is going to be that all of us, like it or not, are going to have to be a little more patient that we may not be able to push and control the timelines as much as we used to. Yeah, I think we're being asked to to do that from everybody, yeah. you know. Yeah. Not just not taking such big strides right now. And, and really, it's kind of day to day, honestly, at least from what I've been saying. It's just, you know, every day is kind of just changing it and is. more it decisions is. are coming in. We recently, you know, had a vendor that had furloughed a ton of their staff. And so they, you know, they're the ones we go to for a lot of our production yeah. of, of the event. And now, you know, what do we do if we continue to move forward? And, and what is their company going to do if the event does occur? Yeah, uh, you know, Christina, something I've been really working on, you know, I haven't had this much clear space in 25 years, literally. And I've really been try. I've, I've moved out of the fear and the anxiety. The first few weeks watching all the dominoes fall, brought fear and anxiety. And um, I've been fortunate to have gone through a lot of training, personal development training. And yet, even so, the waves were crashing so hard, but I, but I was able to pull myself out of that. And really, what I'm working on is a program that, that we're going to call Take Our Industry Back. And the major goal is to try to really energize and expire, uh, inspire and motivate, right? Uh, the exhibiting community to quickly re-enter the trade show arena safely and with the confidence, right? So they do their part to help their companies, their industries, and our nation. And I really want our, what I'd love to see is our industry really come together on all sides and, and catch fire with with this solidarity that each one of us has to do our part for ourselves, our families, our companies, our industries, our nation. And, you know, again, get out of that fear place and, you know, re-enter the trade show arena safely and with confidence. I guess safety and confidence would be the two words. Uh, And this will take time, but I really have taken that upon myself as trying to lead that type of a, a, a mission on take our industry back. Let's take our industry back because America needs our industry. The world needs our industry. We are massive economic generators. And if anyone questions that, just ask Las Vegas right now. I love that you're doing that. I think that's a great initiative and think an important one at this time as we're all kind of being asked to pivot and transition our events and we will be back. You know, live events will be back. But in the meantime, what can we do for our stakeholders as they look to us. Yeah, it's that great bridge right now that we're in with all this uncertainty of how long this is going to last. But, you know, again, I come back to the beginning of our conversation. Each one of us has to do everything we can do to try to move 
away from fear and towards courage. What I really want everyone to think about is at the end of the day, we all want the same thing here. And if we can stay focused on that core idea, our attendees want the same thing, our exhibitors want the same thing, our, our suppliers, our convention centers, our hotels, our airlines, our Uber drivers, everybody wants the same thing. And we've got to focus on what we want together. That's what I think will reduce the lines of division. And that's what I think will, as exhibitors, kind of make that commitment that I am re-entering the trade show arena safely and confidently to fight for my company, my industry, and my nation. That's so wonderful, Thank Jefferson. You. Thank you so much for your time today. You I mean, it's been such great advice, so much great information. I'd be happy to share, you know, some of those links that you mentioned you um, you for our listeners today. And thank you for everybody who's listening to today's podcast. Be sure to visit the website exposedconferencespodcast.buzzsprout.com for more information about today's speaker and for further information about today's episode. Jefferson, um, take care, stay healthy. Thank you. And thank you again. You, you too. Thank you. And I will see you back on a trade show floor sooner rather than later. Thank you for listening to Exposed. Tune in every Tuesday to hear a new episode and join in on the conversation at exposedconferencespodcast.buzzsprout.com.